Hello and welcome to Wake Up Take a Minute with Andrea Holman. I hope you are ready to have a wonderful time today learning about my ministry and others who are encouraging you to grow and show love. In a world of noise, it's hard to know who to listen to and who to tune out. Thank you for your bold choice today listening to Wake Up Take a Minute with me, your host, Andrea Holman. Hey y'all, this is Andrea Holman. If you would like to learn more about me, my upcoming music releases, speaking events, songwriting, or podcast that's happening now, please go on over to my website at andreaholman.com or you can visit my Facebook at Official Andrea Holman. There you can get all the latest and greatest. This is Andrea Holman with Wake Up Take a Minute podcast, and today I'm going to be coming to you regarding Mexican Limeade, my recipe for life. I'm going to have so much fun with this today. I cannot wait to share this topic with you. It has been driving me crazy not to be able to talk about it since it happened. I'm just going to start with telling you the story. Interestingly enough, a couple of weeks ago, I had a small gathering of girlfriends come to the house, and I was preparing just some food and snacks and a couple of drinks, lemonade, and some wine to share with the ladies. I hadn't had friends over in a while, so I went to the store to buy some food. And funny enough, I kept buying everything with a Mexican theme, okay? I don't know why. That must have been what I was in the mood for. As I'm in the grocery store, I'm like, wow, I'm buying all these things that go along with the Mexican theme, the chips, the salsa, the guacamole. I said, I need to have a Mexican drink as well. What could I make that would be super easy? So of course, like all of you, I'm sure, who follow Pinterest, they have the best ideas. I went on Pinterest and searched for Mexican drink and it came back Mexican limeade. And I said, oh my goodness, that has to be the best thing because I love something tart. I love lemon cake. I love that zesty of the lemon and the lime that they put in certain things and it just really has that tart taste to it. I love it. So I decided that was a good idea. I bought the ingredients and came home and started to prepare Mexican limeade. Now, I need to tell you that my husband did not marry me for my cooking capability. I don't mind to cook. It doesn't bother me to have to do it per se, but I don't love to cook. My husband loves to cook. He has recipes for everything. He has a griddle. He has a smoker. He has the oven. He has the grill. He has the stovetop. You name it, he's got it. He wants to cook it. Then there's me who not so much likes to cook or follow recipes. And in my mind, a recipe is telling you what to do and I don't like that. So I rarely follow a recipe. I am one of those people who, you know, I'll follow a recipe just to get the gist of what they want me to do. But I'm the kind of cook that likes to add a dash of this and a splash of that, okay? So I don't follow recipes very well. He knew that when he married me. Now, like I said, I get home, I start making the recipe for the Mexican limeade, and I'm following the recipe moment by moment, trying to make sure that everything is measured correctly, that I add the sugar at the specific time it tells me for when the water boils so I can get the little simple syrup going and that I put the water in at exactly the right time. And I didn't even add any ice cubes, which I typically would in a regular lemonade, but I just didn't because it wasn't in the recipe. 
and I was trying to be very good and follow the recipe for the first time in a really long time. So I get the Mexican limeade drink totally finished. I put it in the container and I put it in the refrigerator because it says it needs to marinate and mix together the limeade, the, the zest and all the things that I did. At this point, I put it in the fridge and I forget about it. About three or four hours later, the ladies start showing up and we get together. We're chatting, chatting, chatting. I'm pulling out all the desserts and all the food and all the drinks, the tea and the lemonade that I had made as well. As we were gathering our food and the ladies were getting ready to pour their drinks, I said, hey, just so you know, I want you all to try this limeade with me that I made. It's the first time I've ever made it. I'm not sure what it tastes like because we're all going to taste it together for the very first time. And I really want your honest opinion. If it totally is horrible, please let me know. I'll never make it again. They looked at me and started laughing and I said, you don't understand. This is like a big deal. I never make anything and I followed the recipe exactly to a T. Even though I wanted to add ice cubes and yes, I wanted to put more sugar in it, I did not. I refrained and let it go. So we all got our glass. I poured in the Mexican limeade and we made a toast and we drank it. To my delight, they all loved it. They thought it was the greatest thing. Now, just so you know, if everybody's having a fit right now, it was a non-alcoholic Mexican limeade. There are ones I'm positive you can do with alcohol or not, but this was a non-alcoholic Mexican limeade and they loved it. I was shocked. I, I tasted it as well. And then I, by the end of the evening, the entire bucket was almost gone. A little bit later in the evening, I was laughing to myself that, wow, they really did take a chance on me. A, they know that I don't make anything. B, I had not even tasted the outcome. C, they had no idea what was in it. And D, they were relying on good faith based on our relationship to actually trust the fact that I made something that was probably pretty good. I thought that was pretty cool. The fact that they were willing to take a chance because they had a relationship with me, trusting in faith that I had a good recipe and followed the instructions, and even though that I did not taste it, that it probably was good. Talk about blind faith. They followed me totally into the unknown. Well, I can say I'm so glad that I have friends like that that are willing to trust me and put their faith in me and know that I really have no harm intended for them, so they are willing to just take a leap of faith and go with me into the experience. But what about the bigger recipes that we need? Something more than just to make a little Mexican limeade. Those recipes in life that help us navigate our way through challenging circumstances, that help us live through the heartbreak, rise above the disappointments that life brings our way. I think that those take a very special type of relationship, something much bigger, a larger recipe to pull everything together and to help us through our life. As I look through the Bible that were examples of how the recipe for life was described in God's word, there were many things I found. There were recipes for peace, faith, overcoming trials, recipes for health, stress, anxiety, worries. There were all kinds of recipes for things like that. But one of the things that really stuck out to me was a verse Hebrews 4.12. And I want you to listen to this very carefully because it holds such a recipe for life. Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God is alive and active, 
sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. That is a heavy verse and with good reason. If you think about it and you kind of break the verse down, for the word of God is alive and active. He is the active ingredient we need in our life to be able to follow the recipe. He left the word of God, the Bible, a guide for us in every situation that we would encounter here in the world to give us the answer and the recipe to follow. Now, it doesn't mean it's going to be easy at all, but it is a recipe for how we are supposed to navigate through our life, always leaning in on him for guidance, grace, mercy, and love, and allow him to work through that relationship with us to help reveal things to us as we need them. Sharper than any two-edged sword. I love how it says his word is sharper than any two-edged sword. By the power of his own spirit, his mouth is the actual sword. This means the words that are spoken by God that are in the Bible are a weapon. They are sharper than a two-edged sword, and they can cut to the quick of anyone's heart. That's how powerful it is. His words can lay us totally open, reveal everything about us, because his words will penetrate down into our heart and into our mind and our soul. He knows everything about us. He knows everything in us. He has put it there. It is there for him. And when you activate it with the word of God, just think what a sweet recipe and aroma you can have for life. No one knows you better than God. It also says in this verse that it's piercing even to the dividing of the spirit and the joints and the marrow. This really is talking about how his word, the word of God, is so penetrating in its holiness and its divine word that it can reach the most secret places hidden inside of us into the darkest shadows. Imagine not being able to hide anything from God. He can discern our thoughts and the intentions of our heart. That means that everything we think, everything that flows from our heart, he knows. He knows what is in us. He searches our hearts. I'm not sure that you could have a better recipe for life than to know the word of God and to have a relationship with God himself through Jesus Christ, his son. I know when I was little that people would always tell me to hide the scriptures in your heart, to keep the word of God hidden in your heart. I know now looking back through my years of life that those words and those scriptures are like ingredients for the recipe of your life. Everything that you're walking through, all the challenges and everything you encounter along the way. Those are the moments when his word comes alive and is active and is powerful within you. His recipe for life only happens through a relationship with him. You can have a good life. You can have success and power and be very loving and be very gracious and be a wonderful hostess and you can do all of these wonderful things and make great recipes in life and Partly we do the great recipes in life when we find a recipe that works for us. Even if we've added a dash of this or a splash of that, you've used your gifts and all the things that God has placed inside of you to add to the recipe, that's okay. He loves that. He put things inside of us for us to give into the recipe of life. He wants us to have that experience and to share thoughts and our feelings and our gifts and everything that we have, love and grace and mercy with other people. That adds to their recipe in life. However, when you are not cooking with the right recipe and some of the ingredients have gone bad, you're not pulling the fresh ingredients from scripture and following the recipe in God's word, you can get really far off course in the baking process. Sometimes when you add things 
things that aren't supposed to be there with a splash of this or a dash of that, you can actually counter those measures by adding something else that's going to take away that bitter or sour taste you accidentally created by adding additional ingredients. However, sometimes when you go so far off the recipe, you can destroy the base of what you started with. Maybe your cake doesn't come out the right way. Maybe your Mexican limeade tastes a little bit too tart or too sweet and the recipe gets taken off course just a little bit. When you counteract the effects of something else that was added that wasn't needed, it actually starts to fix the layers of what took place when you added the wrong ingredient into the recipe. But I think you can only do that so many times when you're actually baking something. The good thing is in real life that God's recipe works if we will follow him. His ingredients never go bad. His ingredients are always right and his ingredients are just enough. God's recipe for life works over and over and over again every single time. You have to understand the recipe and you have to know the recipe. It's kind of like when you make cornbread and you have that iron skillet that you use. And every time you make cornbread, that iron skillet gets a little bit more seasoned with the taste of the cornbread and the grease and all the ingredients that are mingled into it, right? And it tastes better each time you make the cornbread because it has been seasoned. I think that sometimes our relationship with God is like that. The more we use it, the more we season it, the more we taste from it, the more that we bake with it and work with it, the recipe becomes sweeter and sweeter and becomes easier to make. We don't have to look at the card every time and search for the ingredients because we know what they are. And that's what I would love to tell you today, that even though I made Mexican limeade for the first time ever and it turned out good, it turned out great actually, there are many new recipes in life to come. I know that no matter what recipe I mess up, that no matter what challenges I face, that God's recipe is always there for me. I can always come back to him because I have that relationship with him and his guidance through his word to create the best recipe for life. I hope you've enjoyed this time today with me. I've certainly enjoyed my time with you and I cannot wait to make another Mexican limeade. I hope that you can find joy and sweetness of life in your recipes. And if you are not working with the master recipe in life and would like to learn more about God, reach out to me. I would love to chat more about God's recipes for life with you. As always, be you, cause I'm taken. Hello, this is Andrea Holman. You're listening to Wake Up, Take a Minute podcast. I wanted to share with you my mission today. My mission is to help others be authentic and grow, to find their wake up, take a minute moment and step out into their purpose. Remember, be you, I'm taken. This episode is sponsored by In His Hands Promotions and Ministries, helping others share their gifts and God's message of love. You can contact them at info.inhishands at gmail.com.